0: Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hi, I'm Scott Hahn, and I'd like to invite you personally to join me and Breadbox Media on August 24th in New Oxford, Pennsylvania. For a day of spiritual renewal, I'll be presenting three talks, one on St. Joseph, one on the Sacrament of Matrimony, and another one on the Holy Eucharist. Learn more and register at breadboxmedia.com forward slash PA conference. I hope to see you there.
1: Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring
0: new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. We are in a disposable culture. Babies are thrown away. Marriages are thrown away. I've seen marriages that have gone through hell and are still together. Infidelity, losses of children. Why are they still together versus some other people aren't?
1: There's a third part of the repair-replace idea and that's the maintenance. In our society, we've also devalued maintenance. In the faith life, what's the preventative maintenance so that you're not getting to a catastrophic repair?
0: Ready? Absolutely. (laughs) Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Chad. (laughs) How's everybody doing? Welcome to the Catholic Dad Podcast. It's been a while. Welcome back. We're... uh, as Catholic dads,
1: we've got, you know, day jobs, so um, <laughs> where the podcast has been a bit sporadic this year, and, uh, but it's, it's fun to always get together and chit-chat, so I'm glad yeah. we're getting to do it now, um, end of the summer and, and all that, as things start to ramp up into school, maybe the schedule becomes a little bit more consistent, and we can see about getting back.
0: Yeah, so you've got some big things, so today's August 8th, yeah, and um, Mr. Dodge is going to be Traveling a little bit. Yep, leaving tomorrow
1: and going halfway around the world and be there for about ten days and coming back. Ten days. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be hard. <laughs> I mean, it takes on average almost two and a half it's days to just to get, get there. there. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, which is crazy. So, and then the whole international dateline thing is pretty crazy too. So I leave on a I leave on a Tuesday and I get back on the same Tuesday.
0: But fly thirty hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I've only flown that way once. Yeah. I've only flown west once. Yeah. Went to Japan. Nice. That was uh that was cool. Yeah. And it, it was it was on um, it was actually on my mom's it was on my mom's birthday. Um, so when I was in Japan, I was at that time I was on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I uh, I. Got on Facebook and I saw that, you know, it's, it's mom's birthday. Well, I knew it was mom's birthday. But I got on, on Facebook and I, I wished her a, a happy birthday in heaven. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, for everybody else over here, they're like, you don't even know your mom's birthday. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I was in Japan. Yep, exactly. It counted. Yep. <laughs> I That's wished awesome. her happy birthday twice. That's awesome. Nah. One of our friends
1: um, flies. She's a, a flight attendant. And so for New Year's Eve, I think it was last year, a couple of years ago, she had uh, a couple flights and one of them crossed the dateline, so she actually celebrated, like, New Year's Eve twice. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. So, yeah, chased the sun all the way around the world with the way her flights lined up. It was pretty cool.
0: So, yeah. 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 And um, so what else besides travel? So summer's wrapping up.
1: hmm I'm
0: going to miss uh, baby's first day of school, so. Uh, oh, that's a yeah, bummer. Yeah, that's super big bummer.
1: So, um, yeah. So she's super excited. She's got her little backpack and her little blanket and... Lunchbox, and it's all Paw Patrol, and it's all pink, nice. and she's super ready to go, and I'm going to miss it. Only <sighs> one I've ever missed. Yeah, so oh,
0: man. That's always a little bit tough. Maybe Aaron can FaceTime you or something like that. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, and it, yeah, I mean, it's 12 hours, so yeah. I should be fine to
0: I was in India in, so. whenever the uh, one of the Super Bowls, mm. and so I had the boys FaceTime me. Yeah, nice. Like, Just so I could feel like I'm there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so fullness of truth conference is coming up. That's yeah. That's this weekend. So yep. we're going to we're going to head to that. Nice. That's really our. Is that to, like tomorrow this weekend or the following? Weekend? No, no, no. Following weekend. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we've got um, that tradition where mm-hmm. we end kind of that's like the bookmark. Yeah. Exactly. Of, uh, of our summer. Nice. And then the we'll start school. The uh, we're on the Harry Potter schedule, mm-hmm. so we start school the the September the first the first. Tuesday after Labor Day. So yeah. it's not September 1, but it's whatever that revolves. very memories. close to, yeah. to that. So we always say we're on the Harry Potter schedule. Yeah,
1: Hogwarts. Nice. Yep. We went uh, two weekends ago. We did our annual family trip to a swimming hole oh, out in the yeah. hill country. In, uh, What's the name of that place? So this year we went to Blue Hole. Um, and so we tried to find a different Jacobs one every well year. Jacob's Well was we one. We went to Jacob's okay. Well. We went to Hamilton Pool. Um, so we've done Jacob's Well, Krause Springs, Hamilton Pool and Blue Blue Hole now. So, Blue Hole is up by San Marcos. Um, we're actually really close to <clears throat> Jacob's Well. It's okay. on the same creek, I guess. So, Jacob's Well is just up the creek a little bit. You um, actually turn on Jacob's Well Road to get there. But, gosh, just that whole, that whole part of the country is amazing. That hole? Yeah. Oh. It's amazing. It's amazing. This one, um, Blue Hole, was probably the best so far. Um, it was really big. It is by reservation only, so... Um, we got there right at like nine. So we had the place for ourselves almost for like a whole hour. Um, and then as it got closer to lunch and started to warm up, you know, there's a lot more people and stuff there. Um, how cold was it? It wasn't bad at all. It was really nice. Um, just a little bit of that chill when you first get in. But then after that, it was fine. Um, it was, I guess it was last weekend. It was, um, but the weather was, has been actually pretty awesome this summer right now it's miserable but yeah. you know we had that cold front in july yeah we, you know we left cold front i mean yeah luckily, <laughs> I yeah I mean. <laughs> um you know like no humidity and then yeah, it was awesome we, we were up there and, and we got up to to san marcus and it was like 78 on the car thermometer at like nine in the morning and like you know it's dry out there yeah it's like gonna be a little bit chilly today to be jumping in and out of this water um so yeah it was a great day and then we just we hung around san marcus and um, that afternoon went to Mass that in uh, in San Marcos. Saturday night, grabbed a bite to eat and came back. So it's just a one day out and back trip. But that's a it's a family tradition. So you know, yeah. the, the best part of Facebook, if you know, I think maybe the only best part of Facebook is the memories. You're yeah, at, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and so this time of year, it's always like this weekend kind of time frame. You know, yeah. like I'm like fullness of yeah. truth or whatever. The memories yeah. would come back. Um, exactly. So all this week I've been hitting the, yes. you know, four years ago at Jacob's Well or, you know, at Crossy Springs and two years ago at Hamilton yes. Pool or whatever. So um, that's been pretty cool. But, yeah, that's a great family tradition. It's super fun. And, and I think we've talked about traditions before on the podcast and how important it is for yeah, absolutely. the kids to look forward to those things. So yeah, you know, I mean, the fullness got some, of truth I've tradition, you know. Too, yeah. um, but the other um, thing I was going to mention, too, is we are now uh, one week away from a year of Book of Life entries Oh cool! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we started on the first day of school last year, and uh, so that'll be next week. So and we've haven't missed a day. So pretty awesome.
0: Thirty. I've missed a couple of days on mine, but I'm I'm pretty consistent. And what I found is it's funny. like just when life gets crazy. So it's yeah. hard to like write out every time. Exactly. Yep. And so generally I have everything on my work calendar. So mm-hmm. I get my phone and I look at my work calendar and I'm like, what happened that day? And yep. just nothing was ringing a bell. Cause obviously it's all work stuff, but generally I can be like, Oh yeah, that was the day I had to do that presentation. And then after that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, I was like, I'm gonna go onto my uh, my bank account and I'm gonna see where did we spend money. There you go. And It's like, oh yeah, we went to to El Charo. Yeah, so, nice. Or, you know what I call hacienda? Uh, I call it Hacienda Marco El Charo Rico Palomas, which uh-huh, is exactly. <laughs> our the the Mexican restaurant where we yep. did the the Mexican uh, the um, Margarita Friday yeah, that, exactly. that one time. Yep, yep. So, um, but I was like, oh yeah, we did that, and I was like, oh yeah, and that's right, we did this and this. So, so I literally was scrolling through. My Chase account. Yeah, it's a great way. To and know. I'm like, oh, okay, this is where we were on that day. So, and I remembered that. So I would write just a little something about the day. Mm-hmm. So oh, I wasn't able perfect. to go back and fill in that that week because yeah. I basically missed a week. But yeah. caught up and everything was good. And I'm thinking of like raising the game just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's, um you know, it's like I can't remember what movie it was. It was it was a movie where they had. Actually, it was a Saturday Night Live episode. Yeah. Now that I think about it, <laughs> but they were they were like talking about how awesome this thing was. It was like, it's it's uh, you know instead of going to a movie, you don't go to a movie. Now you listen to this box, and it, it allows you to think of your own you know, the, right. w- what the story is on your own. So your character, you can envision the character how you would envision them. And like t- talking all about it, And it's, it's a radio. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> nice. like one of those old radios, uh-huh. you know? So it was like going back in time. Nice. So for, for my book of life, I'm thinking, um, my brother had this little portable... Printer mm-hmm. that you would take a picture on your phone, right, and basically send it to this little bitty printer, and yep. it would print out this tiny picture. Yep, I'm like, I'm gonna buy one of those. And just do it so whenever day. I write about an entry, uh-huh. I'm gonna like take the pictures on my phone and I'll just print out a little thing, and I think it had like a yeah. sticky thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna stick it on, into the book. Yeah, I think we got my daughter that one year for
1: uh, maybe for Christmas or her birthday or something. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's, yeah. like, it's like a, a new little Polaroid. Little store,
0: yeah, an old it's still, old genera- style Polaroid. Yep, the yeah, the new generation Polaroid. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Anyway, that I think that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I started my book of life. Uh, it was the first week of April. It wasn't mm-hmm. April one, but it was the first week of April. And I I enjoy going back and look. Everybody kind of laughs at it. It's like, no. oh, Dad's writing in his journal. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. gonna journal, Dad. And I'm like, well, why don't you read it and you'll find out.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep they uh, they won't be laughing 20 years from now when they get mm-hmm. to look back and. Oh, I know they did because yeah, I know I've mentioned
0: it before. Yeah. But those the journals that we wrote from the camp logbooks. Yeah, exactly. Whenever we were uh, going up to the camp, those ten years in Bundyx, Yeah. It was. Uh, it's what kept my sanity when I was in Africa. Mm-hmm. When that one year, I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, but I read that every day. I'm like, I remember that. I yeah. remember that exact date. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I guess we should get on to the topic. Sure. And uh, you know, one of the one of the beauties of you know just the the life that we you know busy hectic life mm-hmm. or whatever that we that we have is uh we have a lot of broken things mm. around our around our houses and the other day I was in the garage working out and I sat up on the bench and I noticed how many broken things I have in my garage so I started thinking I'm like let me I'm going to take a picture of all these broken things so I've got two broken generators mm-hmm. I've got a broken bike, a broken chair, um, a broken um, instapot
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and a repaired this is the one that I forgot earlier, yeah, and a repaired ice maker. Nice. it was broken, uh-huh. but I fixed it, right and then and then, so I'm taking pictures of all these broken things, and then I turn around with a selfie and I take a picture of myself because yep. <laughs> I am absolutely broken. yep, so, um, I just started thinking it was like, the garage, and and in the old days they used to call garages. You know, when you when you went to get your car fixed, mm-hmm. they called that a garage. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, happy days, right? Fonzie worked at a garage. Yeah, yeah. And I just started thinking about that. I was like, the garage is where you go to uh, to fix things. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, the title of this podcast would be "Fix You." Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just like this thought that I just kept going and just thought we could talk about it a little bit of, of like number one why, why do I have this drive to fix things? Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I think that part of it is a good thing mm-hmm. in that it's like, I don't in that I, I see the value in these things mm-hmm. and I see the value of trying to fix it, to repair it instead of just throwing it away. Mm-hmm. And I remember a long time ago we had a, um, a broken washing machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, or maybe I think it was the dryer. Anyway, it was one of those kind of big appliances that's not really too expensive to yep. replace. I want to say it was the dryer because dryers are pretty cheap. Yeah, I think so. And um, so the dryer broke, and it was like I was looking at how much it cost to repair mm-hmm. versus how much it cost to buy a, a brand new one. Right. And I'm like, this is kind of crazy in that you could almost buy a brand new one cheaper. Mm-hmm you know, or at the same, at the same cost as, as repairing this, this old one, which is, you know, at the time it was like a hand-me-down that my parents had given me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was an older model, but I'm just saying, it's like, it still worked. And well, you know, before it broke, it it was working fine. So this thing breaks and now you're faced with, do I repair it for, let's say a hundred bucks or do I go buy a new one for like 175, almost $200. So it's like, you know, and I just, I was in this dilemma. It's like, we're in this culture now where you throw everything away. Yep. And that got me thinking about like, we're in a disposable culture Mm -hmm. where marriages are thrown away instead of working on it, Mm -hmm. where, you know, God help us, babies are thrown away, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're in abortion versus, you know, you, you, you raise this life. So, I don't know, I just thought we this would be maybe mm-hmm. a, a good topic to talk about of like, you know, the value of things instead of, you know, both in the spiritual realm and the physical realm, you know, I'm just saying like, I just thought it was a neat concept of like, and then maybe what does that say about us where maybe we're maturing, or I could say mm-hmm. that I'm maybe maturing to the point where now I see the value in things, so instead of throwing it away, maybe maybe 25 years ago, I'd be like, just throw it away. Right. Versus now I'm like, I'm repairing it. No, I'm going to repair that ice maker. Yeah, right. <laughs> and for the ice maker, I, I really honestly thought that I'm going to fix this ice, ice maker. I'm going to put it on eBay and, and I'm going to sell it. Mm-hmm. You know, just not trying to make a whole lot of money, just just to like not add something to the garbage. Right. You know, right. it's got value to somebody and nobody <laughs> nobody <laughs> bought it. I mean, I don't understand Nobody this. Did anybody. <laughs> so what are your <laughs> thoughts on that?
1: No, I I think it's a good topic. I think the um, kind of running parallel with it, or in, and definitely related, is the idea that we just have so much now. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of reflecting as you were talking. You know, I growing up, you know, my dad he always parked two cars in the garage, and I think it was probably it was probably like two and a half car garage type size maybe, but yeah. that was kind of the standard I think in the neighborhood we grew up, and it wasn't any different than than Kingwood. In fact, when we moved down here. I was like, man, why are all these garages so small? Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, they're they're non-functional really for parking cars in. I mean, like if, if – even like our well, because, Saturn, right? I mean, it was the – you know, our, our house has the, like the two bays with like the little divider in the middle. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's narrow enough that you have to be like on your game if you're going to pull your car in there. Yeah. Um, but cars my, have gotten bigger too, though, right? I, I think mean, that might be part of it. Um, but I remember my dad. You know, he always parked both cars in the garage. We had some boats back then. We had bikes. Come to think of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Station wagons and Caprices. Yeah, yeah we and had those a, things were giant. We had this GMC Safari yeah, van. So uh, you know, I don't
1: know. Um, he had a workbench. You know, he had his tools all laid out. He had all this stuff hanging on the wall. We had the bikes in there. Um, but it was, it was never disorganized, you know, and, in our, our garage is just a pile of stuff. And so the other thought that runs along that is we just have a lot more stuff. Um, you know, and, and then along the same lines, yeah, I think, um, we look at the materials we use, we look at the the stuff that goes into the stuff that we buy. It's so consumer now. I mean, our kids have gone through so many bikes, you know, and, and the gear shifters stop working and the brakes get loose. And it's like, I don't, believe that my kids are any harder on their bikes than i probably was when i was growing up but i had one bike you know i had two bikes right and i had like the bmx my dad got me and then when i grew out of that i got like a gt mountain bike and then once i got outgrew that one he had a diamondback so i got his diamondback mountain bike and he got a new one you know and they lasted my whole childhood and and my kids have gone through you know three or four bikes at this point that have just broke right and uh so to the disposable culture idea, you can be disposable if things are easy to get. So there's like two sides of that coin, right? It's like we can buy a bike at Walmart now for like a hundred bucks and it didn't last, right? I mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. like the bike that the mountain bike my dad got me, even when it was that back in the you know early nineties, it was a couple hundred dollars. You know, it was a big deal. And it was, you know, kind of an investment and it was a responsibility thing. And, you know, I could go buy my kid a, a that expensive of a bike but you know that i wouldn't know i would just go to you know yeah. we went to walmart and we just got 100 you know what i mean so that that plays into it somehow is that there's it's both sides yes we have a throwaway culture but yes we have a, a culture of plenty yeah you know, and, and that definitely goes together i think on the the washer dryer thing we we fixed our both our washer and our dryer for a really long time um and and that was that was really kind of the first thing that we put the energy and effort into, one, doing it yeah. ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because, you know, then you could always <laughs> call somebody to do it, but then we would figure out how to do it, right?
0: There's a couple I've times. Got a, like, I've got a manual, a new, the new fix-it-yourself manual right yep. behind you. Yep. <laughs> it shows you how to fix the dang yeah. washer and dryer and all those little appliances. Well, stuff. you know, and we, they
1: were 15 years old and we've been alone. Yeah. So we just got two new ones last year, <clears throat> maybe this year. A way bigger capacity, right? So yeah. we've just completely outgrown the the size of the thing. Aaron was doing two, three loads of laundry a day. You know, what I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the much bigger capacity changed her life. But now it's an LG, you know, and it's all digital. It's you know the computer controlled everything. I'm not sure that there's anything on there that I could fix at this point. So there's kind yeah. of the two, there's two tracks Well, no, I mean, right in, now, in right?
0: that, it's like not you fixing it. I'm just saying having it repaired. Right. You so know what I I'm saying? Yeah, there yeah. is a, there is a, a point where, I mean, just the repair in general is what I'm talking mm-hmm. about where like sometimes you just don't yeah, you can to fix it yourself, it. Yep. but then there's another step where it's like, I got, I'm going to, this is beyond my capability yeah. of repair. Yeah. Well, then so then I, I'm going to, I'm going to either throw it away yep. and buy a new one, or I'm going to, you know, pay for somebody else to come fix it. But I mean, the whole point is, it's like, are you going to repair this thing? Are you going to dispose of it and Mm -hmm. replace this thing? Yep. And I just think that, you know, maybe that's, you know, like listening to you, I'm wondering, there's a, I'm starting to see in my mind, it's like a, um, how do I even phrase it? It's like a, a, a line where it says that above this, or, you know, whichever Mm -hmm. way you're looking at above this or below this, it's worth it's worth putting the effort and energy mm-hmm. right so just to bring it to the to the faith life or the to things of you know for catholic mm-hmm. dads you know and and the things that we deal with there's a a line that on the on the spiritual side i say is very at the moment it's it's uh it's blurry mm-hmm. where people will say this is not worth the effort right and what gives you what what instills in you jeff or in me or in in society what instills that line where where does that how is that line you know like drawn if you will and mm-hmm. what level and and why is it different for some people that says that above this level of you know hardship in the marriage mm-hmm. is too much and we're going to dispose of the marriage we're going to get a divorce mm-hmm versus no it's it's worth fighting for. And I mean <laughs> so I mean I'm I'm quite positive the the people that I'm thinking of right now don't listen to this podcast. But I've seen some very you know you, you we go to mass all the time and you see people at mass and you look at them and you're like, you know, these are some stand up people. Mm-hmm. And then you find out later that they're getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And it makes me... So, like, the, my first reaction, if I'm being honest, is it makes me mad. Yeah. It really makes me mad. I'm like, why? Why are you doing this? Because, you know, not that I know... every. I, I certainly don't know everything mm-hmm. that's going on. So, but, I mean, where... How is that... They, they've drawn that line where it's like, okay, we crossed that threshold yeah. where this isn't going to work. So, yep. again, I don't know the full story. Yep. But you know, they, they cross the line where it's like, this is not worth fighting for anymore. Mm-hmm. And it just, it really makes me mad. It's like, no matter how hard it gets, this is something that that bar is like, that bar's not even on there. Yeah, That bar shouldn't even be there to cross over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you don't do it. And, um, no matter how hard it gets. So I don't know, man, it's just like, this is, this is some tough things that I've been thinking of mm-hmm. recently about it. And, and and again, it's like, well, where do you place the the value? Is that a is that a value thing? Is mm-hmm. that like a you know how much you as a married couple you know place a value on marriage? Is it a um, is it like making making your uh, you know your level of tolerance or whatever it is a? So is mm-hmm. it a personal thing mm-hmm. on just individually? This is how much you know, I'm willing to put up with is how much you're willing to put up right. with. I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, those are some things that I've been thinking. It's like, why and why in some people is it? Cause I mean, you know, everybody struggles mm-hmm. in a marriage um, and some more than others, but I've seen marriages and I know couples that have gone through hell yep, and are still together. Yep. You know, they've gone through infidelity and are still together Yep, and they've gone through just, you know, just devastating times, you know, like, you know, losses of children mm-hmm. and just like things that would totally and have totally absolutely wrecked marriages, Yep. but they're still together. Yep. Why are they still together versus some other people aren't? Mm-hmm. So I, I
1: think there's a third part of the repair, replace kind of idea and that's the maintenance. Cause I also think, oh, dang. I also that's think, good, yeah. um, in our society, we've also devalued maintenance. And I think that goes to kind of what you're talking about too, right? So you have a, a an abundant culture, right? You have a throwaway culture. You, In order to, to have that abundance, you have to make things cheaper, right? Or... Vice versa, I don't know, chicken or the egg, right? Things yeah. got cheaper, so we have a lot. Or in order to have a lot, they have to be cheaper, right? So the materials the bikes are made out of, not the same materials they used to be, right? They're just not made to hand up. They're a little bit thinner, trying to de-weight the plastic, etc., right? But then the other part is the maintenance idea, right? Yeah. It's like you have to maintain. There's there's these things that we can do to maintain all of our stuff, the dryers, the washers, the cars. You know, When was the last time you did the recommended 60,000-mile thing, right? And the 70,000 mile yeah. thing and the 90,000 yeah. mile thing. And the, you know, we never do that. We get oil changes when we're supposed to, when we do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and I think in, in terms of the faith life, of course, we've talked about this a lot. It's like that maintenance is key. So you have, you have a line in the sand that you put down and you say, you know, the, the repair replace kind of conversation. Right. And in the Catholic life, there's certain things that don't even have that line that it's just accepted that there's, there's no, you know, there's no replace here. It's only repair. Um, yeah. But if you're getting to the point where the repair is getting close to whatever that threshold is, uh, you know, there's probably a maintenance kind of thing there. And and again, I mean, who knows what's going on? You know, we've got some friends, same thing, you know, at church divorce. And you're like, yeah, you know, you just the, the maintenance thing doesn't really work in their situation. Um, but, you know, generally speaking of that kind of stereotypical, we just drifted apart you know, and, and stop trying kind of marriage thing, you know, there's that maintenance thing, is, you know, is huge, right? Is it, are you, are you doing something every day to make sure that you're not getting close to the, <laughs> the line, yeah. right? And it goes, you know, that goes for cars and, and that sort of thing too. Um, but the maintenance, you know, if things are, are cheap and easy and abundant, then maintaining them becomes less of an issue, right? I know I don't take care of the stuff that I have nearly the way that my dad did. And I guarantee you, having gone through the Great Depression, I don't take care of the stuff that I have anywhere close to what my grandfather did. Right. Right. Cause he just has such much more of a great appreciation of the, the things that he has, you know, he takes care of them and he, and he does, he tinkers and he fixes and he, you know, where, you know, I would, you know, I would just toss it right. And go get another one. Yeah. You know, so there's definitely a mindset change there. And then, yeah. you know, so I don't know in the, you know, in the faith life, you know, then you start thinking about, okay, you know, what, what's the preventative maintenance, So that you're not, so that you're not getting to a catastrophic repair, (laughs) right? You know, we always have to do little repairs, um, you know, but just like a huge piece of equipment, you know, if you're doing the, the monthly daily oil checks and you're changing your filters and you're doing all that stuff, that's going to prevent the big time catastrophic, you know, uh, crash of the equipment. I think that's what we need to do
0: in the faith life. That's awesome. So, so let's continue this analogy. So what would be the monthly maintenance for a marriage? Mm
1: probably a weekend apart no i'm just kidding um (laughs) (laughs) it's fine it's fine aaron doesn't listen to this podcast (laughs) i'm not gonna get in trouble um no i think um well so you know to go back a little bit on the seven habits or whatever you know the the roles and goals you know doing a weekly you know we have a role as a husband and in a role as as fathers and you know and 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 even to the point of friendships and other you know outside the family relationships right i mean that's you know, podcasting or whatever, right? It's, it's important that you make those monthly, uh, weekly goals. So what would monthly maintenance look like? Um, you know, I think everybody in their life has a tempo. I think you put, um, some controls around the tempo of life. So, you know, the book of life is, is a way to reflect on, that's kind of like what lagging indicator, if we want to use a work term, right? That's kind of a reflection on what have, what have we done? So that you can appreciate it, right? So if there is hard times, if there is something that goes up, you know, the idea is you could pull that out. You could be like, look, you know, let's go back and let's look at some of the good times that we've had. Let's reflect on that stuff. So that that causes that. I think we always do a summer bucket list, which which we didn't get a lot accomplished this year for a variety of reasons. But Aaron sits down with each kid you know, before the summer starts, everybody gets four or five things on their bucket list. And and then that gives us that, oh man, it's Saturday afternoon. What are we going to do? Bucket list, right? So you don't waste those days and you don't waste that time. Um, You know, and that in of itself is maintenance. I think, you know, uh, there's a lot of self-maintenance that needs to be done in a marriage. Um, You know, and and that means, you know, you got to stay faithful to what you're supposed to be, right? You've made commitments and you've made, um, you know, promises and things that, that, you know, at least in our world that, that we've seen over the last couple of years from, you know, abuse of, of drug and alcohol to infidelity to, you know, uh, you know, even some of the, you know, other vices, right? If you are gambling or, you know, just watching TV or, you know, video game addiction, you know, you have to be working on yourself too, because if, if you're putting all these efforts somewhere else. In your marriage, you know those are going to be that's going to get you really close to that repair or replace threshold, right? Mm. Um, and sometimes some of those things are catastrophic and they go over the line. So I don't know if that answers the question, but
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm just just in general just thinking of like, you know, from a from a Catholic dad's perspective, you know, what are some of those things that that Flowers. we can do that would say, yeah, I mean, yeah. for real, it's yeah. I think it's you know we have to understand you know, the, the, the spousal couple has to understand what makes the other one tick Yep, that's a big part. and be willing to, you know, you know, like speak their love language, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, you know? exactly. So if, if no, you know huge. that one is, is gift giving is the love language, then, you know, make sure you give her flowers yeah. or, or whatever, or words of affirmation or whatever. I mean, I guess some of this sounds kind of hokey, but mm-hmm. when you, when you look at it, I mean, it, it makes sense. And I mean, I think for me, whenever I start reflecting on why I have personally so many broken things in my garage is because I think deep down, you know, I realize that, you know, that I, I see the value in repairing things yep. and, um, and I want to restore these things back to functionality. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so I, I, I'm seeing worth. So, I mean, that probably says, you know, there's probably some, you know, deeper meaning of that. You know, beyond that, like more of a personal thing, maybe I don't know, but I'm just um, I like that. So it's yeah. like if you see the worth in something, if you see the worth in your family, if you see the worth in your in your marriage, you know, you're going to uh, do those things. Mm-hmm. And in, in the event that they it gets broken or those relationships get broken or damaged, you know, I I think that having all those broken things in my garage is an indicator yeah. that I'm going to work on fixing it. And I know that. I want to fix, you know. I I hate. I'm a people pleaser, so we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. My uh, my personality style or whatever. I'm a I'm a people pleaser, so that can be a problem, you know. Uh, but it it also kind of speaks to that. It's like I want. I can't stand it if somebody's mad at me. Mm-hmm. So exactly. if if I know that somebody's mad at me, it's like I will. I have to go out of my way to like fix that. Yeah, yeah. You know. So um. So that's just in my personality, but I can't really say that if it's always been that way. Yep. You know, I, I, I think that I probably have changed, you know, since the, the beginning. But
1: I think there's a, a really cool insight there. And I think the you know, you said the you've got all these things in your garage that you wanna fix because you can see the value in them. And, you know, me personally and I think what I'm you know, seeing reflected in you too, is that when there is somebody in our community that we're close to and you see, um, you know, a marriage that falls apart right? Or more broadly, you know, in the culture, we just see the devaluing of children, right? Mm-hmm. Having kind of picked this life, but also been put into it through God's will and having lived these Catholic values in this Catholic marriage and seeing the value in it, even in the struggle and even in the hardship and even seeing the ideal, um, you know, we can see the worth in that, right? I can see the worth in having a big family because my kids are, are fun and I can see them grow up and I can yeah. see them, you know, and so when, when, you know, maybe it's our personality types or maybe it's more of a general statement, but you know, if you can see the worth in something and then you see something that you see and it's broken, but the other party doesn't care or doesn't seem to care or whatever. And I, that's kind of a harsh way to put the whole thing. Cause we're maybe talking about divorce or whatever, but that's, I think that's what you're you're reflecting, yeah. right? It's like, I see this great value in, you know, this rocking chair, I'm going to fix it. And then the guy next door is like, what a waste of time, man. I just bought three at Ikea. Yeah. Like, but I see value in this and, and you just, you know, are just going to throw away the next one. And that, that kind of does great against us. Right. And so, you know, when we see even through the struggles, you know, the, the fun, the value the amazing experiences in, in life and just the joy that we get and the graces we get out of living this life, you know, it's, it's hard to see someone reject that. Right. Um, because I see the value in it, right, and I see how good it can be, and, yeah. and it is kind of sad to see that rejected sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And also, I think there's a, there's something to be said for you. You want to show people, and it's not like you know. I, I showed you, but it's like, like just take the bike for example. So right. the, the bike, it I view it as not only that it's that it's broken, and it's not necessarily like broken. You could actually still ride it if mm-hmm. you wanted to, but like there's a pedal that's broken, the seats mm-hmm. all torn up. And it's just it's been through the ringer. Yes. It was, you know, it was in the flood, but um, but I was thinking, number one, that would be a cool project, yep, to uh, to work on with one of my kids. Yep. So like that was that was Quinn's bike. And even though we bought him a new bike for his birthday, because it was like his birthday was up and that bike was just, I mean, it was just really in bad shape. Yeah. So it's like that, what better, you know, birthday present, you know, brand new bike roll Uh out. But at the same time, it's like, we could repair this and, and we have, we have a lot of kids and sometimes there's not enough bikes to go around, you know, like, so there, there are, we don't have enough bikes to go around. Yep. So, um, it could be that he could ride that bike or somebody else could ride that bike. Um, you know, if we were all on a family bike ride, for example. Mm-hmm. But so I'm just saying, like, when you see something that's broken and you see the value, so it might not it's right now, it's sitting in the garage mm-hmm. and it's broken. But I see it, I don't see it as broken. I see the potential of what it would be when it's repaired. Yep. I also see the fun that would that's gonna go into it whenever Quinn and I or Dylan and I are repairing it together. I mm-hmm. see that, I see us going, uh, you know, figuring out what color are we going to paint it? Uh-huh. You know, we're going to, I see us, uh, you know, totally disassembling, you know, from, from the forks and everything. So you just got a frame and it's like, we're, you know, I, I'm not going to say that we're going to sand it down, but right. you know, like repainting it and then like picking out the new seat and picking out the new grips for the hand. I mean, I see mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I see the potential, not only in the finished product, I see the potential in the, the the nitty gritty work part of it mm-hmm. and what what bonding can happen from that so I mean again it's like it's it almost sounds you know corny that I'm I'm putting all of this stuff into a bike yeah but I, I envision that for marriage yep where it's like you know I see that that you know what it can be like and you know maybe it's not there yet mm-hmm. but whenever you can envision that end product. And then also, you know, you know, you kind of know what it's going to take to fix it. I know to fix the chair, I got to do XYZ. I know yep. to fix the bike, I got to do X, Y, Z. And then the, the uh, InstaPod X, Y, Z. Uh-huh. So I know what all has to go into those things to fix it. And I just need to get around to, you know, uh-huh. to doing it. But I'm just saying, when you see that in your head, it's hard for me to throw something away. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, all I need is a cord for the InstaPod. You know, so, I mean, I can just order a cord on Amazon. Uh-huh. I haven't ordered it, but. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. But, you know, whenever those things do come in. So, like, for the ice maker, for example, I had this broken ice maker arm, and I was like, all I got to do is replace this ice maker arm. hmm You know, so I eventually got around to ordering the dang ice maker arm and, and replacing it. It's like, wow, that was really easy. Yeah. So now I have a perfectly good ice maker <laughs> that nobody wants. <laughs> so, come on, people. But anyway, um. Thought it was a good thing to like, yeah. just to kind of riff about and and think about and. No, oh, I like it. Yeah, it was really good. But um, so that's my thoughts on on fixing things, and I, I guess it's rooted in something more. I mean, it's definitely a personal thing, as mm-hmm. you can probably tell. But again, I just I, I hope everybody out there realizes the value. I mean, not only their own personal value, but the value in these things that that are just so lacking in our culture today, yeah. being a father, being there for your kids, you know, being a husband. So, I mean, you know, those, those, if you're, if you're a dad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have a kid out there, you'll be a dad, Yep, be there with your children, be a husband, be a good husband to your, uh, to your spouse. And, um, you know, just work it's work, yep. you know, but you know what, that's what men do. Yep. That's men exactly do right. these things. And, uh, you know, we're called to be men. We're called to be men of faith. So just my encouragement right now is, you know, number one, I'm praying for everybody that's out there. I'm praying for all Catholic dads, praying for all dads in general, because this culture, we absolutely have this lack of male leadership in the family. The role of men are being, you know, yep. suppressed and just further degraded. And we need to do what we can to maintain, hey, you know, male influence matters. Yep. You know, don't just you know, try to try to do away with us, right? Mm-hmm. And and female influence matters too. You know, moms and dads matter. Yep. <clears throat> so I mean, my my heart goes out to the situations where, you know, that's not in the family. But if you've got a if you've got a marriage that's struggling, prayers go out to you. Just, you know, work. I mean, it's going to take work. Mm-hmm. You know, those things don't fix themselves. It's not going to sit in that garage and just be repaired the next time I go out there. Right. I've got to put the effort in there to to do it and um, just maybe see the vision of what it could be. And um, I also think that that helps get to the goal. hmm If you've got something that needs to be repaired and you have no idea how to fix it, maybe it's that's the, that's the reason why we say, well, I'm just going to throw it away. I have no clue. Mm-hmm but just as in you know today's culture we have internet at our fingertips we have a wealth of knowledge you know in youtube videos to help repair that carburetor right. on the uh, on the generator yep there's really no excuse for me not to go in there and fix everything that's in that garage yeah Unless it's just I don't see the value in it. Yep. So it's I can see it. I know how to do it because I, I I've got it available. So I might not have that immediate knowledge, but I know I can get that knowledge. And the same thing with the marriage, you might not be able to know how to fix it, but somebody in your community does. Mm-hmm. You know, for marriage, you know, there, there's Retro V, yep. which is a fantastic program that I know multiple couples that have gone to it and it's changed mm-hmm. totally changed their marriage. And you know, one was growing up when I was in. Uh, my home parish at St. Teresa as a kid, we had a, a, a couple that went through retroving, had a had a difficult time in marriage, uh infidelity was involved and v and they're still together. Mm-hmm. I mean this is that was like what forty years ago or right. whatever. Yeah exactly. It's possible. Yep. You know, so it's just you gotta be willing to do it, willing to put the work into it, willing to put the research into it to like figure out where are these resources mm-hmm. and uh but again if you can envision what it would look like. I think that helps because if you can't even see it, then uh, that makes it very hard. Yeah. Any closing thoughts for you?
1: No, I think that was cool. I think it's a, a cool analogy. I think there's um, just a lot about, you know, the, the bounty of our culture and how much we have right. And, and do we appreciate it, you know, as much as as previous generations? And and that does it permeates into relationships and the throwaway culture and the hookup culture and yeah. you know, they're related, right? There's definitely a, a you know, like John Paul II, you know, it's, it's a use, you know, it, it's what's what's the usefulness of this? What's the usefulness of this? And then you start applying that to people, and uh, you know, if you're if everything's around use and. You're willing to throw things away because you know they're they're cheap and disposable. Then that permeates into people and relationships too. So, yeah,
0: yeah, cool. Awesome. I liked it. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, hopefully, we can get on a more regular schedule <laughs> exactly. and publish a little bit more. But um, we are we are approaching our you know in in the fall is where we always like started this podcast yep. idea, and it was like four years, and then. We actually started, and it was in the fall. So, yep. I don't know exactly the uh, the, the day that we actually started like podcasting regularly, mm-hmm. but I believe it was in September. So yeah, we're sense. we're coming up on, I guess that would be a, a year. Mm-hmm. So, or actually, year we already two, did. We two already years did. Maybe, huh? Yeah. Since Harvey, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. We took our we took our break. So, oh yeah. But, well, but, uh, awesome. Yeah.
1: Thanks for listening in everybody Staying with us this morning
0: Absolutely and St. Joseph Pray for us This is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzo inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tours, Divine Mercy Pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019 and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzo.com. Thank you and God bless.
1: Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.